Next Chapter Podcasts. Hi, I'm Taylor Bailey, and I'm the coordinating producer on the Play On podcast series, Pericles. I've also been working at Play On Shakespeare from the beginning of the project, so I thought it would be great to interview some of the folks who have been working not only on the podcast, but also on the translations of these plays from start to finish. Today, I interviewed playwright and actress Ellen McLaughlin, who wrote the translation of Pericles that our podcast series is based on. We discussed growing up in a house of writers, her love of performing in the theater, and her career as an artist. I'm Ellen McLaughlin, she, her. I am the playwright, talking to you now from my house in Nyack, New York, on the Hudson River. Always the, like the best day whenever I get to see you and I get to talk to you. Um, I've had to settle for the last year seeing and talking to you over videos, of course, but um, hopefully soon we'll get to be in the same space again. Oh, please. I mean, I'm just so, I'm so tired of not being able to, you know, hug my friends. Yes, same. So much the same. So we're going to back up a little bit and start from the beginning and just say, uh, where did you where did you grow up and how did you find yourself experiencing the arts? I'm an academic brat. I grew up on college campuses all over America, but mostly I grew up in uh, Stanford. My father was teaching at Stanford in Palo Alto, California, and then we moved to um, DC, or actually, I was we were in Chevy Chase, Maryland. And my father was teaching at American University, and then my mother was also teaching there eventually. And and then my mother went on to teach for 35, 37 years at the Writers' Center in um, Maryland, in Bethesda, Maryland, which is an amazing place. So I am the child of two teachers who were extraordinary teachers. They were the kinds of people who were sort of put on this earth to teach. And um, I learned what that looks like and what that feels like. And I teach myself, but I I know it's not on the same level in, mm-hmm. in terms of like, it isn't like my calling. It's not what I was put on earth to do. But I really, really admire it. And I admired my parents, both of them, uh, very much. And my parents were also both writers. So as I always always say back in my day when I was growing up, when you were a writer, that meant that you typed, and it meant that your typing was audible to whatever mm-hmm. household you were in. My mother would, was working on novels during the day, and so you'd come home from school and you could hear her typing up in her study. And all night, some nights, my father was typing his lectures at the kitchen table. And that was just below my room. So I'd wake up in the middle of the night and I'd hear him typing and I just, it's still for me, and it's a sound one doesn't hear anymore, but it was always the most comforting sound I could think of. Mm. And because I always knew all was well if somebody was typing, you know. (laughs) Um, And so I knew growing up that what it was to be a grown up was to type. So I knew that at least that would be one aspect of being an adult. So um, 
I had to become a writer because that was what you did in our household. Mm-hmm. But I also was very lucky in that my parents were the kinds of people who, when they got dressed up and went out for an evening, they went to the theater. And I was also very grateful that I, I lived in, I grew up in Washington, D.C., where we had, even back then in the 60s and 70s, the arena stage which was one of the great flagship regional theaters. And um, so I saw, you know, James Earl Jones in The Great White Hope, and I saw King Lear, and I saw the Scottish play, and I saw Diane Weiss play Emily in Our Town, you know. Oh, oh. <laughs> it, it was ridiculous. And Robert Prosky doing, you know, um, Death of a Salesman. He also played Gloucester in King Lear. Um, and The Blinding of Gloucester is still one of the worst things that's ever happened to me. I was very, oh very young. I was how, old, how old do you think you were when you when you saw that scene? Eight. Wow. And for, for anyone unfamiliar with, with what we're talking about in Lear, there is a moment where a character is is um is blinded violently on stage and often is staged uh in very graphic graphic ways lots of blood well, and <laughs> I mean, it's what he it's what shakespeare actually demands it's yeah. like you can't do that scene without doing what he asks you to do and mm-hmm. it is the worst thing i've ever seen uh staged This is Michael Goodfriend, executive producer of the Play On podcast series. I hope you're enjoying this conversation with the creatives behind the scenes. To listen to the full interview, join the Play On supporting cast for just $5 a month, which by the time you hear this might be less than you'll pay for a gallon of gas. You'll get in-depth interviews featuring some of the most brilliant artists working today. You'll also enjoy ad-free episodes of the Play On podcast series. Subscribe today for $5 a month. Join the cast. Go to ncpodcast.com and sign up today. Thanks for listening. Next Chapter Podcasts.